Hey everybody, this is Matt Ham. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up Our Faith. This week's show is proof that your future is good, and we're going to tell you why. Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. Matt Ham in studio with Kevin Adams, the Kevin Adams. And uh, we are glad to have Joe Catanacci producing the show. We are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. The show is rebroadcast on Wilmington's Big Talker, 106.7 FM, every Saturday and Sunday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Thank you so much to those jumping on. Uh, feel free to say hello in the chat. Let us know where you're watching from. We have had some fiery, passionate shows as of late. Uh, they've been really, really good, man. Kev, this is, uh, I love the energy we're bringing to the table here, baby. I'm, I'm slamming around the microphone. I'm, I'm excited. It, these are, we call these the red ink shows. That's it, baby, the red ink shows. <laughs> No italicized words. Yeah, just, just a bunch of red ink. That's it, man. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you guys for being here. Uh, we always love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions or you want to address a topic that we've discussed. Uh, info at uprint.life via email. You can also call into the show, 910-805-8330. That's 910-805-8330. Uh, the show is also on our podcast. You can listen to any replay of the show there. Uh, we've got hundreds of episodes now, which is awesome. And I actually, man, I just re, uh, for the listeners, I just restructured those episodes. Um, yeah. I didn't realize this when we were uploading them, uh-huh. they were out of order a little bit. And somebody said, hey, so I went back in and fixed it. So oh, now cool. the podcast is actually in proper order. All right. Um, so we're we're rocking and rolling. We're getting better and better. All, every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> so today's show title, Kev, is Your Future is Good. Yes. Here's why. Yes. Your future is good. Here's why. And uh, what are you going to do with it? Amen. Uh, future is good. It's good. It's good. I don't want to hear it's bad. I don't want to hear how bad the year is. It's a great year. Yes. For a lot of reasons. But we want to get into that. But we want to give some specifics and direction. And uh, then we want to uh, you know, check in with our uh, new segment uh, with uh, Holly. And uh, we're calling it the Here's Why segment. So she's got some kind of out there, uh, kind of from the, from the street. Yeah. I <laughs> news. Love it. It's like, she's the street reporter. Yeah. For this show. I love yeah. It. Well, she's highly qualified, uh, as well. And, uh, well-versed and just a fantastic researcher in, in legal, uh, health, nutrition, and, uh, just, just really a lot of that kind of stuff. That's one of her gifts. So, uh, we'll, we'll revisit that again today and see, see what people think and uh, see if it's helpful, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. She'll be coming in the start of the second segment. And I always get the top of the hour and the bottom of the hour mixed up, so I don't know which one it is. But she'll be coming in here yeah. in about, uh, about 25, 30 minutes. Uh, so I love what we've been doing, I think, as of late, Kevin, is standing up and speaking in the direction of the goodness of God. And that flies in the face of a lot of the narratives that are being, quite frankly, shoved down our throats yeah. by the world around us, namely media, social media, right. um, and those who oppose the goodness of God. And yeah. so as God's people, we're kind of standing up and mm-hmm. saying like, uh-uh, ain't, ain't buying what you're selling anymore. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, <clears throat> I think uh, we have to at some point draw the line, and, and, and we've done that. This is, uh, it, it crosses all barriers because we're getting back to truth. 
That, mm. That's the goal here. It's about truth. It's not about uh, uh, politics, politics, uh, government, all that right. The second uh, is a mirror for our culture. Mm. So the problem is deeper than that. The problem is spiritual. So you see a lot of silly kind of crazy stuff going on. And I say silly, uh, that's an understatement, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there so we don't say some other words. But, uh, you know, at some point you have to make some decisions about this stuff um, from a spiritual place outward. And uh, that's all we're doing. So um, that does mean speaking uh, what you're convicted about and um, let the chips fall. So that's, uh, that's why we're doing it. But uh, today... We do want to remind our folks uh, and anyone listening, anyone that wants to be a part of what we're doing, that uh, the future's good yes. and um, it's not bad. And it's time to start looking at it as good. And it's uh, not dependent upon uh, who's in charge, so to speak, uh, although God does appoint people. And uh, I think we're going to continue to see him do it more and more. And there's a lot of good things coming. So we, we can touch on it a little bit, but... Uh, the big thing is, is how is it good for you? Where are you going? And so I just want to give a little bit. I've been working on a course for a while now, and, and I want to give some direction and some nuggets uh, yeah. to, to help encourage, you know, educate, encourage, inspire, that kind of thing. Well, it's so good because we certainly need it because right now, um, you know, that's something that it seems like people are afraid to actually stand up and say yeah. you know, that it's good. Right. It, you know, it reminds me of that moment. Of course, we're in the Christmas season, and you know I have a bit of that uh, nostalgia <laughs> in my heart. But sure. um, but yeah. when King Herod, I mean, part of the Christmas story people don't talk about is the fact that that arrogant uh, man yeah. who was concerned for his own power right. killed the male children in Bethlehem. And at the moment, I'm sure as heck that didn't look that good. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but the future was good because Herod died and Jesus reigns. <laughs> That's right. And, and so, you know, we, yeah. we have to refocus that perspective. So let's, yeah. let's press into this uh, for folks looking at both individual goodness that's ahead and then corporate goodness for God's people. Yeah. Okay. Well, so in a bigger picture, your future is good. Here's why. Well, the big why is because God doesn't put up with, uh, with pride. Mm. And you look through Scripture and you see it. Uh, anyone that has breakthrough is, is not... Uh, you know, it's not about perfect behavior. Mm. Uh, you know, a perfect, an excellent vessel can give birth to a perfect uh, scenario or perfect fruit. Um, so you, our job is to be excellent. We give birth to perfection. It lives in us. Uh, if you don't agree, well, what do you call Mary? She was excellent. She gave birth to perfection. That's our Savior. So mm. we can do it too, and that's the mission. Um, but God doesn't put up with pride. He didn't put up with the arrogance of Zechariah, uh, John the Baptist's dad, when he said, uh, he pretty much said, uh, you know, I don't really believe this. Mm-hmm. The way he said it was uh, doubtful, um, skeptical. So when you see that on every level, what you start seeing is God saying, hey, look, uh, no, this isn't me saying this. This is what's in Scripture. Mm. But, but it's actually there in uh, verse, you know, um, pride goes before a fall. Uh, you know, and so... The first shall be last, the last shall be first. God exalts the humble, um, resist the proud, et cetera, et cetera. You see it, Saul versus David. Everywhere. Everywhere. So it is the one thing, and it's what casts Satan out of heaven. Uh, so when you see that around you, you should look and be gleeful about it because the enemy is squealing, and uh, that's that's what we're seeing around us. Uh, so you'd have to look in the right place, though. 
if you, if you look at the common ground that you probably have relied on for years, it is corrupt, and, and we see nothing but negative garbage. Mm-hmm. So you have to look in the right place. But the bottom line is, where do you see this pride? If your calling card is pride, if that's what you are so up about, um, look out. If you don't believe there's a God and all that, you know, that's up to you. But if you do, you have to really deal with this. So you can't rationalize it. It's not about making peace with the pride. Mm. It's it, it will fall. So so along those lines with pride, I think pride, C.S. Lewis, I always love the way he said the fountainhead of all sin, right? That that whole concept. And this is certainly where we're yeah, going. It's the this. gateway. Yeah. So... Um, how do people recognize pride in themselves? Because arrogance by itself would reject the idea that you're not proud, that you're actually humble. You know what I mean? Like, so how do you begin to recognize pride if pride itself would reject the idea that it is, it is prideful? Does that make sense? Um, well, I, I think what we have to do is, is right now we're, we're asked, we're answering the question of why the future's good. So, uh, I'm simply saying, look around you at where you see that oozing arrogance, and uh, you know we can do a show on reflection, of self-reflection, and, and you know where the strongholds of pride exist. But that would take. Uh, so I, rather than answer that, and it's a great question. Um, You're focusing on the fact when you see pride, know that it's good because God's going to humble. Yes, you. Gotcha. that's right. Gotcha. Yeah, and we see it all around us, and it is colossal yes. right now. It is, you know, huge imaginations and, and just a, a, a torrential downpour of uh, lies and uh, just, just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You can see it everywhere. And uh, so what you can know is truth will prevail. Now, what are, this isn't our opinion. This is how God is. We know his personality. So, you know, a while back, uh, especially uh, right around, uh, I think it was a, a week, no, no, about Three, three days after the election, you know, we started talking about, uh, I just kept putting out uh, the Esther story and getting people to read it and look at it and look at Haman, look at Mordecai and look at Esther. Those are the three main characters. And um, so when you start seeing these characters arise in our culture, mm. uh, you can you can know where God's headed. And we see it. It's very clear to me doesn't mean we've got to attach them to people, but it's something for you, definitely, all of us, to reflect on. So if you haven't read Esther, get in there and read it again. Look at where you see Haman. Look at where you see Mordecai. And look at where you see Esther. And uh, just dig into that. So what you see with Haman is you see arrogance, um, very stiff-necked, oozing, just grandiose. It, it means it's flagrant. Uh he, he thinks he's something he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see Mordecai, what you see is unshakable wisdom. Mm. And with Esther, you see unshakable courage. Mm. So you've got these three characters. And uh, again, you know, I've been using this a lot lately. I feel like that's what God's been impressing upon my heart as a way to give people encouragement about what they see around them. And, uh, you know, the tide uh, shifted big time for Mordecai through Esther and her favor. And it was a perfect timed, a perfectly timed event. And uh, I think we're seeing that around us. So you, you make of that what you will, but, uh, so I, I don't want to, it jump. looks one way and it, and it, uh, it goes another, you know, I, I don't want to jump off that, that topic because that's so I'm just, <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to digest all this and as you're spitting it, um, 
you, you're saying, look at the book of Esther. Yes. Look at the characters. Yes. And you see Haman's blatant, flagrant arrogance, desire to be worshipped, yeah. his thought that he is something that he's not. Right. And then you've got Mordecai who comes in, who is what you said was unshakable wisdom is what he had. Yes. And so he stands up, he goes to Esther, mm-hmm. and he says, you need to go to the king. Yes. And she has the courage to do that. Yes. And I love the line that she says, if I perish, I perish. Yeah. And she's willing to go because of her courage. But God honored that. That's right. And turned Haman's apparatus for destruction yes. upon himself. Yes. And so this is a prophetic yeah. moment in the Bible right. that we are seeing played out around us yes. in culture today. And it saved a nation. And uh, it's uh, we're, we're in that moment right now. So you make of it what you will. Uh, we don't have to say anything else, but check it out. But the big thing I'm talking about here is look for the pride. Now, the future's good when you see that. It doesn't mean we don't all have moments of it. I'm talking about this exalted, this thing that exalts itself and makes itself something it's not Mm. and tries to force it on people. So if you don't know the word and you're not grounded and you're not being led by the spirit, then you um, you don't recognize it and you fall. And we call it boiling the frog. I had somebody, uh, (laughs) a good friend, one of our folks said, remind me again what the frog is. I said, well, you, you put them into... Hot water, he's going to jump out. But if you put him in a slow boil in the cold water and turn it on low, he'll he'll just die. You'll have some frog legs yes, for dinner. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, the, you know, the, our uh, generation or two has been boiled. Uh, mm. So the way through that is to walk by faith and be led by the Spirit. Uh, all this lines up with Scripture, so uh, check it out for yourself. But anyway, Esther is a great template for what we're seeing unfold around us. Uh, <clears throat> so now... Uh, what we want to do is we want to get into, I have a lot of stuff here, so we're going to just try to bite off whatever we can and maybe go over a couple of shows. This is an entire course. Uh, I'm just trying to take some nuggets to, to give some encouragement. Um, you're called to uh, your why, you know, and that's, that's what we're after here for the encouragement uh, to, you're here for at such a time as this for a reason you're, you're alive right now this is god's idea mm, so not, if you not on accident is, there's no accident yeah it, it, you're a complete idea but you have to uncover it you mm. have to work toward it um and go after it and uh, so so that's kind of the you know i, I got so much i just i want to go slow but at the same time i want to get in enough to where it makes sense to people so so remember a while back, we talked about the heart, and, um, you know, you, it, this starts there. Um, you have to guard your heart. So at the top of the heart, you know, and this is just kind of my own diagram and, you know, kind of the way we're teaching people. Um, it doesn't have to look exactly like this, but it's the same point. Um, your, your, I call the top of the heart your passion. That's your, your creative energy. It's, it's uh, the thing you just know. Um, you can't explain how. I remember Paul McCartney uh, trying to answer uh, the interviewer at his old uh, school back in Liverpool. You're the greatest songwriter ever. Tell us how to write a great song. He said, I have no idea. Mm. Um, it's because he just knew. Like, you know, he, he can't explain it, but he knows how to do it. Um, it's like saying, here's a piece of marble. You just know what to do with it. Here's some tools. You come out of a room and uh, something happens. 
So there's areas in your life where you just know it just works for you. Mm. Mine happens to be teaching and mentoring. Um, so, you know, you know, for you, it's probably uh, uh, cheering on a crowd and, and really speaking life and, and energizing a room and just being mad. But it's something you don't have to figure out. You just know. Mm. See, that's God, that's God wiring that into you. All right, so that's the top of the heart, the creative, um, the thing you just know. And we, again, the mentoring process will walk you all through this. Right. So you want to really engage this. And my life's living proof. Uh, so, you know, it's not a, it's not a theory. The bottom of the heart is compassion. So you got passion at the top of the heart. That's your creative. Uh, that's what you just know. And there, there can be lots of things. And that's the what. The bottom is the compassion. And that's the who. Now, where these two things meet, that's your why. Mm. So uh, where they intersect, that's where your why begins to emerge. That's where it hits earth. Okay. So this is inside every human being. Yes. And we all we want to do is unlock it and help them see it. But you can't do it or teach it without the experience. And it's really discipleship, which, again, is what's missing from the Sunday church. Well, you also can't do it if you're constantly focused on Haman. Right. Right? That's right. You're, you're focused on the world around you. That's and right. And the distractions. Yeah. Like, that's the very point of the enemy right. is to keep you from your purpose because you're focused on everything else. Yeah. Well, and later on in my notes, I've got, you can't have vision, which we'll talk about if you're focused on the enemy. So uh, we'll come back to that. But yeah, you're right. That's exactly right. So, so if, the, you know, let's stop there. I mean, there's four pages of this stuff. So, <laughs> um but your why, remember, just picture your heart. Again, it's just a visual to, to anchor, to grab hold of. The thing you just know, I, I was talking to, uh, well, uh, God, a bunch of people this week, but uh, one guy in particular, younger fella, man, I love this guy. He's such a great dude. Um, it's, it's Matthew. Yeah. Uh, I love that he just goes by Matthew. But he's got a tender heart. But uh, we're just talking about this specifically. Um, you know, it's like writing a song or just taking a guitar or whatever, and you just you just go in a room. You don't need to be spoon fed anything, and and you just begin to um, let it out. And 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 so it starts there. It doesn't mean you don't need instructions. We, we got a whole area where you know, are you this type of personality, this or this? But everybody's got something in them that they need to give birth to. That is perfection. Doesn't matter if you're doing it on stage or it, it's just something God put in there. And if it's from him, it's perfect. All you have to do is be an excellent vessel. Remember, Mary gave birth to Jesus. So uh, you, you shouldn't talk yourself out of it. All right. So when you, when you look at this picture, this is where your why comes from. So the way that you uncover it is you have to begin to plant seeds. So, uh, you know, um, what you're actually doing is you're uncovering God's will. That is you, your identity. You are a mission. And so instead of trying to figure out how, what you're doing is you're actually uncovering it. It's his will. Mm. And uh, so you plant seeds daily, and we can walk through that. When you talk about the word, you know, thanksgiving or joy and dreaming. So we've talked about all this stuff before. I'm just, I'm just adding it all together in a, in a pathway. So when, once you do that, so you don't have to get overwhelmed, then you begin to bear fruit. What is what are the three markers of fruit that is sustainable, honors God, helps people, and satisfies your soul? And when you do that, 
when you have that third one in there, then it's sustained. You don't, it's not a moment where you're going to help your neighbor feed them or something. It, this is your mission, or you are the mission. This is who you are. I may go uh, change a light bulb for an old person next door, but that's not my mission. That's not who I am. Uh, this, what I'm doing right now, this is who I am. So we all have that. God's genius will express itself through us. And uh, so, so to get to it, you have to build it on the Word, then on Thanksgiving, and then you can dream. So it's like saying, I'm going to give God all of my trust. When you do, then you become completely trustworthy to Him. So, so we'll come back to that. But I just want to lay that there for a second and just, you know, shut up a minute. But, but does that create a picture? I know you know this stuff, but, you know, what, it, what's the thought process or questions? or? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so I'm, I'm sitting here reeling in all of this, Kev, because this is, this is the moment where the puzzle pieces of the last probably four or five months of our conversations are all beginning to come together and connect. Yeah, because you're seeing yeah. how does practicing joy in the morning, yeah. right, and visualizing gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, how does that tie into uh, purpose and why? And you just mm-hmm. explained all that. So this yeah. is a this is a big a big thing. The, yeah. the the thing that I feel pressed on my spirit right in the moment is um, in looking at someone who is stuck at the beginning, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's the, the, there's all of this stuff that you've just explained, mm-hmm. right? And that's the invitation for them to co-labor with God right. in their purpose. Right. And yet even today's text, you, you said, stop putting a but <laughs> right. on God's word, yeah. put yeah, a but, but yeah. on man's word. That's right. And, and so I, I feel like that there's this mass of people that are stuck at the but, yeah. and it's like, there is a there's an entire buffet of God's wisdom and purpose for you beyond your butt. That's right. Yeah. So the invitation's there. And again, this is stuff that takes months to walk through, maybe years. Um, But, uh, but what we do is we walk with you and uh, you know, I'm not like most, but I will, I'll die to get you going. And, 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 you know, that's just our heart and, and you're that way in what you do. Um, so so th- there's a whole lot of hope in this. Yes. We treat people the way Jesus treats people. Some people throw rocks and call us this or that. We don't care. We just want to set people free, and there's no obstacle. So if if when, you, when the obstacles are presented, they're not from God. They're from the enemy. That's all he's got. And they're all laced with uh, these shadowy, fearful ideas. So... You overcome that not by jumping off a building or out of a plane. You overcome it by taking small steps, mm. what we call planting seeds. So, you know, you've got to look at it in a certain way. Don't be overwhelmed. Just start planting seeds. Don't stand over the one and demand that it grows. That doesn't work either. You just keep planting seeds. And the more and the more you do that, the more you start to see things germinate and connect, and you have a, a fruit-bearing harvest. So... All that said, uh, one of the greatest things that, that that I learned in my journey doing this is that God always confirms His will, always. So if you, you want to know His will, and He says, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, in Romans, but if you want to know it, you, 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 all you have to do is step into it. 
He will course correct you. But if your heart's in it, uh, God always confirms his will. Mm. And I, I, I learned this by doing it, stepping in. And I didn't hit a lot of walls. I had a lot of waiting. But my heart was all the way in because that's it. That's all I had. So this is real. It's true. God is real. Um, yeah. And what we see around us is a mirage of pride and lies, and it, it, it's going to be, uh, you know, the future's good. Yeah. Because it, it just looks so bad right this second. Well, the 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 um, the thing to me is this this idea of uh, your future's good, and the first thing was no, it's good because. Pride is raising its head around you, yes. and God does not deal with that. That's right. And the, and the second dynamic is is because He has placed things inside of you, right, mm-hmm. that uh, have to be birthed. That's that perfection thing that He wants to birth into the world. Right. And then this final piece that you said, I want you to say that again about the will, how that's tied to God's will. Well, when you plant seeds, you, you know the word, uh, the joy, and the dreaming. What you're doing is you're, you, the dreaming part in particular on those two things. You've delighted yourself in him. He's going to give you the desires of his heart. They're the desires he put there in your heart. That is his will. It cannot fail. It's the That's best right. business plan there is, and it's worth everything you've got. Now, we're not charging people that. We're just saying, look, we just need to go. What's, mm-hmm. what's in the way? Let's get it out of the way. Let's all give and share and make this happen because we're going to set people free. So the bottom line is... It's a small step. You know, one of the things I say a lot to people is, look, just get a first down. Yeah. Just keep getting first downs, and you're going to win. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to figure out tomorrow or a year from now. And I had to learn to eat from God's hand by the hour, by the day, by the week, by the month, and the year. And, you know, it's it's a lot further now. So for me, that's one of the things I know I struggle with is I always look for the big play, right? That's part of my, yeah. you know, it's the big play thing, the big sure. play thing. And so I'm looking for the the bomb, the Hail Mary, yeah. the whatever. And that's where you've been incredibly encouraging to me to say, man, you know, don't always focus on the big play. The big plays will come. Right. But you have to do the fundamental, right. you know, blocking, tackling, get first down, run the ball well yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's a that's a phenomenal reminder to yeah. someone who is – because culture is a big play culture. Right. You know, the culture is about the mega church and the mega first best-selling author crap. And it's everything is so big, yeah. big, 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 big. We've forgotten right. the nature of, of God, which yeah. is seed planting, which is first mm-hmm. downs, which is that is how you change a culture. That's right. And so when you step out, when you begin to uh, walk into this and you step out a little bit and do one little thing that you feel like God's showing you, telling you, uh, he will confirm it. Mm. And uh, that's what I've found to be uh, the most rewarding thing is to see him confirm it. Now, you're talking to a guy who's had his house paid off and just all kind of crazy cool things. That takes a while, right? Yeah. We're not looking for hat tricks. Right. It's about being all in. And when you're completely trustworthy to God, you're like his kiddo, right? He, he, he trusts you. And he won't withhold anything from you because there's no compromise in you. Right. And that takes preparation and patience and all that. So if you're willing to go through that journey, your life will be an incredible uh, uh, tool in God's hand to change lives. And that's what most people, that's what everyone's truly after is value, Mm. not money, not fame. All that's just, it's just psychotic uh, pseudo crap. Um, we, We all have great heavenly value. 
And so when you're operating in that, you, you don't have to worry about what you're going to eat. It's all done. It's mm-hmm. taken care of. So then you can just go do it. But you have to start small because you have to let God develop your faith. He'll stretch you to that point. Um, he'll stretch you to that point, and then you, you have to kind of cross that line a little bit, plant a couple seeds, come on back and watch, and, and his will will be confirmed. And if you're, excuse me, if you're off base a little bit, he'll, he'll gently nudge you back on course. So you don't, you don't be afraid of failure. Mm. Just be afraid of doing nothing. Do not do that. Mm. That's what the enemy wants. What a great word. Don't be afraid of failure. Right. Be afraid of doing nothing. Yeah, mm. that's it. So, so anyway, all that said, I don't know how much time have we got here. Uh, we're probably wrapping up this first segment here because right. um, it's uh, you know we're 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 coming up on our time. So, um, guys, a fantastic first segment there. A lot to digest. Uh, we're not done. We're coming back with a special segment uh, with Holly Adams, uh, which is the Here's Why segment. Um, so don't go anywhere. We're back for more. Wake up our faith right after this. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Ham. Hope you guys are enjoying this week's show. We have a great second segment coming up, so don't go anywhere. But I wanted to let you guys know that you can actually call in to the show. You can call in your questions. You can call in your testimonies. You can call in uh, just praise reports, anything. We would love to hear from you guys. The phone line is 910-805-8330. That's 910-805-8330. And we may just use your recording in an upcoming episode of the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now, back to Wake Up Our Faith. Hello, and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith, show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. Uh, Matt Ham and Kevin Adams with you every week. We are in the studio, the Big Talker studio. Uh, thanks to Joe Catanacci for producing the show today. Uh, we are streaming Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, rebroadcast on 106.7 FM in southeastern North Carolina every Saturday and Sunday. Thank you all for jumping on and tuning in. Uh, we love to hear from you guys, and uh, we heard a lot of great feedback about this segment that we're getting ready to entertain again, and that is Holly Adams, your wonderful, lovely wife, um, but but someone who is super, like you said in the first segment, qualified mm-hmm. to share her wisdom and insight. And so uh, the feedback on that was fantastic, and we're going to continue this segment with Holly uh, you know, here's why she's going to call in here in a moment. But uh, just excited, man, about uh, how everything's coming together. It's just uh, there's a vibe that I feel that it's just uh, excitement. So uh, I'm pumped about it. So I'm going to shut up now. Yeah. So I think she's there. Are you there, Holly? I am. All right. Well, uh, so we've kind of laid it out. And every week we're going to, uh, you know, just kind of tap into your uh, knowledge and wisdom, and and uh, one of the things that I've been saying is uh, how what a fantastic researcher you are, and and, and she stays on, ahead of things, and really, really like a like a, a bulldog gets to the truth of things, um, and uh, and that's built on God's word and her spirit, His spirit in her. So laying all that out, just to clarify it again. One of the things we want to do with this segment is empower people to stand up, but we want to tell them why. Yeah. So let's start with, uh, we probably have a few questions, Holly, but uh, anything that's on your heart that you want to share, I mean, this is your platform as well um, that God's given you, so lay it on us. Well, it's (laughs) funny, I'm actually surrounded in a uh, mountain of paperwork, so where do I start? Um, I think probably one of the the biggest things I've heard um, from people when I have chosen to speak out on this, um, when I have tried to confront 
the fear-mongering, that really riles people up because they say, oh, it's not fear-mongering, it's science. And, of course, you can drive through any neighborhood and you can see the signs that say science is real, science is science. And I'm not denying science. I'm actually a big proponent of science. I like to dig in and read the research. Um, you know, you don't have to be a doctor to read um, medical research. You can go and you can find it because we have Google these days or DuckDuckGo. I prefer DuckDuckGo. <laughs> um, you can find the research for yourself and you can read it and you can see um, what they're finding. And um, my big thing back when someone says that to me is, okay, um, you say science is real. That's fine. But let me ask you, what about your science that said Lazarus was dead, that said Tabitha was dead, that said Jesus was dead? Because science back then would have told them those people were dead. And obviously we know the history that they weren't. So right. I'm not going to just blindly believe science. I will look into it and I will dig out the facts. I, I follow this um, lady on social media. She's an advocate for medical freedom. And she, I love this quote. She says, no credential has a monopoly on knowledge. We have been indoctrinated to believe that these physician deities and doctor demigods are the exclusive gatekeepers to this sacred body of privileged knowledge. And that is not the case. We are in the digital age, and the information of studies are literally at our fingertips. And we must become citizen scientists to safeguard and to ensure our own best interests. No one has a vested, more vested an interest in the outcome of your own health as you do. It is in your best interest to be informed, empowered, and educated. That's Allie LeVere. Um, and she's right. I want to take the time to learn for myself. You know, Kevin and I, we may not be able to leave a legacy of, of wealth to our children, but by gosh, I'm going to leave this legacy. I'm going to stand up for truth. I'm going to stand up for what I believe is the direction that our country is going in that I don't want. I will stand up to that, and that will be my legacy. It goes back to, I mean, when Tyler was on the show, which is, mm -hmm. you know, y'all's son, yeah. um, it was a legacy of faith. And and yeah. that's just, yeah. that's that's qualifying and, and a testimony, Holly, to what you're saying is you, the greatest legacy you can leave is a legacy of faith. And that's what you're doing. Right. And you, you, you've you got this Esther thing in you where there's this courage to stand up and, and you are standing up and saying these things. And I think it's, I think it's fantastic. So, well, you know, I, well, let me say, I think any, any industry with the um, off with their head mentality when you question them is one we need to look into. Uh, let me, let me interject just, just a second. Let's put some context around this. We're talking about uh, taking baby steps, just telling people who are on the edge, who, whose conviction says, you know, I'm tired of wearing these silly masks everywhere. I'm tired of these people like Fauci or these people that claim to be God and they know mm -hmm. all and uh, curfews and all this garbage, people are sick of it. And it's just fear. So um, sunshine and, and getting your hands dirty and, and meeting with people, this is what God designed and it helps our immunity, joy, faith. So all that said, let's put some context around this so that we can empower people to go into the store and not be so afraid of the uh, people who are nasty. You know, we, we've run into a lot of people who are, are very 
balanced and, and happy to, to engage that. Uh, Publix, uh, Felix Cafe, great. Um, they, they abide by the rules, but they also are very kind to us when we don't wear a mask. So give the people something uh, there to, to, to help empower them to, to go do it. Well, I think that because there is so much fear out there, um, and I believe unwarranted, yes, I do see the numbers of how many people have died. Um, you know, according to the CDC, supposedly from, um, and I have to tread lightly with this, from COVID. Now, they released numbers that said that um, the comorbidities in that group of numbers, that 200 and something thousand, about 6% actually died from COVID. So the fear that's out there, I believe, is at a sense that isn't necessary when you look at the death numbers in prior years for any kind of illness. Okay, so let's say that, that they, the media is feeding on fear and it is creating this division between people, which is exactly what they want. And now, you know, rather than it being a race issue, it's masked versus unmasked. If you don't wear a mask, you don't love your neighbor. Right. And that's the, that's the card they want to play. And um, nuts. how more, much more righteous you are when you wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Well, last time I checked, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. I love myself enough that I listen <laughs> to the spirit inside me, which tells me not to wear a mask. And I can't put that aside for anyone else. So... That's how I love my neighbor is I listen to what's in my spirit, what Holy Spirit tells me, and that's what I do. And I suggest everybody do that. And if you do and you don't let fear lead, you might get a different answer. Now, as far as the store issue goes, and I said this last time, these are public places. They're on public or um, um, private places. They are on private property. So if you want to wrangle with them, they could end up you know, having the police come and nicely discuss trespassing with you. But I will say the mandate does say that if a store will not let you in without a mask, the mandate allows medical exemptions. But if the store chooses not to allow those, they have to have alternative means for you to get their services. So that means curbside, that means delivery. If they don't, they are not themselves complying with the mandate. And I had a discussion with um, a a business down here in Carolina Beach, and I want to support them. They're a small business, and um, they were not very nice to me on Sunday. I was in there with my daughter, and we were going to make some purchases, and basically the lady asked me to leave, and I did. But the more I thought about it, I decided I was going to call them and discuss it with them, and I got the owner, and I told her I had been in there, how I had been treated, and that I knew that the mandate required that they provide an alternative service. I said, do you comply with the order in that way? And she said that they did, and she would be happy to help me in any way she could. She was very apologetic about how I was treated, and because of that, I said, okay, I will, I will spend my money there. I will do future business with you. Now, I've been other places that were just completely nasty, and we've mentioned them, and I'll never spend money there again. Because of how she handled this, I'm willing to go back in there, whether she brings it out to me or or whatever, um, because of how she handled it. There's no need for nastiness during this time. So we recognize that businesses, especially small businesses, face dilemmas. 
um, and and they they have to kind of balance this out. And we appreciate that. We just want to we just want to say, look, if you're tired of wearing a daggum mask and you're healthy, and uh, you, you see the ridiculous nature of this thing growing and growing and growing uh, in the wrong direction, um, first of all. Uh, you stop getting tested. It's ridiculous. I'm saying that. I'm not putting it on anybody, but you can speak to that too. Uh, but we'll, we'll have plenty of these segments. But but the other thing is um, you have rights. So if, if you don't want to do this and you're tired of it, if you love doing it, do it. Spend the rest of your life doing it. But if you don't want to do it and you're tired of it and you're ready to just get back to a normal, not a new normal, but God's normal, then you have rights, and if if you if someone kicks you out of their store, they have to, and you tell them you have an exemption, then they have to comply uh, by giving you some type of curbside service. Is that right, Holly? Yeah, that's that's what the mandate says. Um, and the um, on the Department of Justice, if you look up the American with Disabilities Act, um, they have to provide that option, unless it causes them undue stress, which it would be difficult to prove for a store that providing curbside pickup yeah. provides undue stress. Nobody can say you don't have an exemption if it, if it causes you anxiety. That should be a medical, it's an emotional health issue. It is. It actually is considered um, that in the mandate. Okay. So it, it can, yeah, so it could be a physical, you know, exemption. And I personally believe people with asthma and any type of trouble breathing should never, ever cover the things that they breathe through. I Amen. mean, to me, that's just ludicrous. It, okay. it doesn't make sense to me to block your airway when you already struggle in that area. Okay, we're going to – Matt's got a question here. So, Well, I just wanted to, to make a comment to this. Yeah. Is it, the thing that I'm seeing, Holly, is, is that, you know, specifically for Christians, people call themselves followers of Jesus. We have been conditioned by the model of church – to go somewhere every week and get fed information that then becomes our quote-unquote truth. And we have not been a people who are hungry to search for that truth ourselves, and we just take whatever we are fed. And so the underlying problem with, with believers is you don't know what's true because you're just consuming what you've been fed. You do that with church. You yeah. do that with the news. You do that with everything around you. And so, Holly, what, what I love what you're saying in this is, like, go feed yourself from the truth of the Holy Spirit and actually put in the work instead of just taking the pill that they give you. And that, to me, is more of an awakening of people actually willing to do that than people falling on the ground, you know, whatever the, the, the charismatics want to look like, awakening actually looks like. Yeah, that's a great point. Holly, any final thoughts on that? And just to wrap up. Well, I, I want to say just real quickly, um, and I, I can probably address this further later on, but for people who think that the science that's putting out there is completely accurate, I would ask them to research just a little bit the CDC and follow the money. There is a foundation called the CDC Foundation. When you look that up, anybody can do it. It's, it's public information. It's out there. Some of their contributors are, get ready, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Facebook, GlaxoSmithKline, and Eventbrite, just to name a few. So you tell me what those people have to gain by financially investing in that, and then the rhetoric that's put forth from the CDC, there are people and organizations that benefit from this fear-mongering. 
RFK Jr., yes, the nephew of JFK, the son of RFK, has said this. The CDC is not an independent agency. It is a vaccine company. The CDC owns over 20 vaccine patents. It sells about $4.6 billion, yes, billion dollars of vaccines every year. No one can ever tell me that there isn't a higher agenda here. I'll never, ever believe it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for uh, just coming on. And, uh, and and we could talk for hours and hours. Of course, you and I do. But uh, we want to we want to help other people understand this from not only from a health perspective, from a legal perspective, uh, all of it. And you've got such a, a good knowledge of this. And because of your intensity and research abilities and the things you're studying uh, and background. So thank you. And uh, yeah, Holly, we'll, thanks. We'll, we're going to wrap it up. But but the here's why is. I think she just laid it out there. So let's start standing back up and taking back this place uh, to to be God's place and and to 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 do the things that He wants us to do. And 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 just uh, but but if you want more information, uh, we're going to really develop this and uh, create a reservoir to help people so that Holly doesn't have to answer every question yeah. all the time. Absolutely, so. Holly. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All righty. Um, you know, Kevin, I, I love what's emerging in this uh, segment here with, um, from a life center standpoint, mm-hmm. is it's becoming a hub, a resource hub for people to be able to, to get and access good, healthy truth and, right. and relationships, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. one of the key things here. I mean, yeah. Liz and I have been talking, my wife and I've been talking, mm-hmm. there are friends that no longer want to do life with us because of the inherent risk that they're buying into mm-hmm. regarding this situation uh, around COVID and so forth. And it's like, I mean, Liz called me weeping the other day. She said, I, 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 it hurts. I'm losing friends over this because they're unwilling to do life unless this certain set of standards are met. Yeah. And, and, but yet that is the call, right? Yeah. To move forward. And right. going back to mm-hmm. um, it, it, he, Jesus, ultimately truth will divide. It does, and that's why this is probably the best year we've had from a faith perspective in, in many. Uh, uh, it is clarification time. Who do you serve? Who do you live for? And look, uh, you know, you, you, there's a journey in this, so we're not beating people up. We're just saying, come on, start taking baby steps. Yeah. Is this what you want or this? And, uh, and you're going to have to decide um, because— uh, you know, we're looking at the sunshine and uh, in a bright future, and because this is God's place, that makes it ours. Amen. So. You know, I, I think about um, it's interesting uh, when you go to the early church fathers, right, and the martyrdom issue. I mean, they all had choices to make. Yeah, it's denounce or else. You know, <laughs> and I mean, there was one I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it was probably a hundred years after Jesus, you know, 150 years after Jesus or whatever, um, had, had been, been resurrected. And they told him to basically just partner with Rome, mm-hmm. you know. And this guy was like 80 years old at the time. He had, he had lived his whole life, and um, it, it, he, he wouldn't. He just refused to, and so he was burned, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, I'm not trying to make this that issue, cause, but, it, but it is. It feels that way. It just feels that way to me. It's that you have to choose. Yeah, well, you know, let's, before we go, I don't know how much time we have, but uh, before we go back to where we were, you know, to, to tap into that a little bit, 
and, and maybe we can leave it here today and then we'll, we'll, we'll go back. But, uh, cause there's just so much, but, but think of this as a journey, this unshakability, this place where you can stand up, uh, and where we've chosen to stand up. Um, it's not about, uh, you know, beating up people who don't agree with us. It's about saying it, that's fine. That's your prerogative, but we have to move forward. Uh, this is the point. Division is a part of it. Jesus spoke about this. It's very clear. It's not about uniting and healing and all that kind of stuff that comes from God. Um, and so, so if you don't have this from him, then, then that is a pipe dream made up by some humanist. Mm. So just deal with it. But, uh, overcoming obstacles is how our gifts emerge. Mm. So there's so much to this, but I'm jumping ahead because, listen, the way this journey begins is, I'm going to give you three little quick nuggets, but you gotta, you got to grab hold of this so that you don't turn back. It's, you're always, you're, get behind me, Satan. You always got to focus on the father in prodigal come home condition where there's honor. There's a ring and a robe and a feast. So when you're focused on him, you're not afraid because you're already dead, mm. and therefore you can live. And this is what Paul said, to live as Christ, to die is gain. That matters. All right, but to get to that place, you have to start small. And what it means is you're taking small steps, and they might make you feel dizzy. Mm. Um, they, uh, you do it despite the fear. That, this is overcoming. It's practicing, turning away from the enemy. All he is is, is he's just a... A, a, a wet noodle with, you know, with an ugly face, with an ugly, uh, scary uh, disposition. Um, it's all he has, though. He doesn't have any authority. So when you continue this, what you find is that God confirms it. Remember, he confirms his will. So you take small steps. You watch him confirm it. You be patient with him. He's been patient with you. So, so don't whine. Just be patient and trust him. Always, He's always out for your good, and that's what Scripture teaches uh, read Romans eight twenty eight. The next stage, if you will, and these are way more stratified than this, but the next one is I'm not afraid. So there's boldness, and God will stretch you to the point where you have to face your fear, mm. and uh, and when you do, and you step a little bit past it, uh, He will confirm it, and uh, it doesn't mean being reckless. It means being restless mm. and and pushing forward, being hungry, like being in the restaurant when you're waiting for your food and you're almost angry, but you're, you're so excited because you can smell it. Hungry. <laughs> you know, you got to be patient. God is slow and deep. Um, so, uh, so again, he confirms his will. These are the, the, the steps in between. These are the plateaus. You see him confirm it. And I'm saying this from experience and the lady just on the, on the uh, air with us, my wife, we, we've walked through this for 25 years together. And uh, I'm telling you, we've, we've put our life on the line more than once for this. So anyway, um, because God is good. Um, all right, so the next step is you begin to embrace the obstacles now mm. because you can see what they're doing. You can see that they are preparing you. Uh, so, you know, uh, y- 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 that's where we live. You know, so mm. when you have great wealth or you have some kind of fame, or you have something that you are so uh, holding on to so tightly, um, you, you got to let go. doesn't mean losing. When you open your hands, God will fill them. When you white knuckle what you have, then he leaves it with you and, and, and leaves that. It's yours 
and that's it. And you have to sustain it. Now, I did that for years mm. while I was wealthy. But when I let go, he filled my hands. So I don't, I don't have to ever worry about this stuff ever again. It's great. <laughs> we're well beyond eating daily. Uh, we're, we're changing lives. That's great. So you better believe he'll fund that. But so you begin to embrace the obstacles. You start looking at them going, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited because I'm already dead. There's nothing you can do to me. So get your mask out of here. Get your fake garbage out of here. And let's go live and change lives. Let's stand back up like the heroes of faith in Scripture and like the incredible people throughout history who stood up against immoral laws like MLK. Uh, we could name a bunch of them, right? Yeah. So, so that's where you go. It, it doesn't. You don't have to be there today. It's not jumping. It's a series of crossing lines. But you're always facing the Father. You're always keeping your focus and your heart directly on Him, instead of get behind me, enemy. That means get Him out of your focus. That's what repentance is. It's not just being sorry. It's yeah. getting on with who you are, and He will lead you there. So. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, again, uh, this is just testimony for me. I mean, this is the spot that's begin to embrace the obstacles. I mean, I've told you lately for, for whatever reason, just being transparent in my life is that those obstacles have been, you know, trying to pull my heart right in, in that direction. And that's one of the things you said, you said, you know, Matt, grow to the place where you begin to embrace the obstacle yeah. because you know what it's doing, but it's preparing you and right. the goodness is on the back end. And so that's where you get up and you, <laughs> you stub your toe, you know, metaphorically and you go, yes, yeah, there's good coming. That's you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, you've got to recognize there's so much to this, but it's very simple, but, but it takes encouragement. It takes good teaching. It takes people who are qualified, not an alphabet soup behind your name. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peter didn't have that. Esther didn't have that. We're, we're, this is coming from the greatest thing there is. This is God. Yeah. So either you believe or you don't. And if you don't, you know, like I've said in the past, go play beach ball or buy yourself a turkey or a ham and have fun with your life. But we're, we're about changing things. And uh, so right now is our time. We're not going to back down from it. Despite you know, what we see around us. So, but you have to get to a place where you're not just being bold, but you, your, your gift has wisdom. If you're, if you don't have wisdom under your gift, it becomes a counterfeit gift. Mm. And you see this in scripture, uh, and it will be exploited by the enemy. We can talk about this another time, but there's just so much to this. So, you know, we, we want to look at early David, early Peter, et cetera. Uh, or, uh, you know, famous people who got famous and then compromised along the way by not honoring God and bearing fruit. Um, and, uh, you know, the, it, it starts to be about them. Yeah. We see it. It's so. failed over and over. Yeah. Um, well, man, we have opened a, a magnificent, wonderful can of goodness today. Uh, and, and the topic today was your future is good. Here's why. And, and guys, it is good. And we're standing up for that. And yep. we're, we're walking with folks to that direction and to that end. Uh, if you want to get connected with us, uh, reach out info at uprint.life is a way you can email us. You can call in 910-805-8330. You can go to our website, uprint.life, get plugged into the portable faith community. We've got one-to-one services, uh, biblical counseling, marriage counseling, discipleship, purpose development, and you name it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's so many good things going on right now and ways you can get plugged in. So if you're tired of the status quo, if you're tired of the same old, uh, if you're ready to step up and step in, guys, we're here. We're moving in that direction. We'd love to have you. Uh, So please do reach out. Kevin, uh, many thanks to you and Holly today 
for just everything you guys are pouring in. This is fantastic. I look forward to coming back next week to carrying on with this conversation. Any final things before we wrap up, man? Yeah, just get excited because your God is good, and uh, and that means your life, your future is good, and uh, we'll keep telling you why. So but, but just be joyful and take one step. Hallelujah. Right? That's right. <laughs> uh, again, thanks, guys. We'll be back next week. See ya.